Welcome to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth building challenges involved in your financial life. Welcome back to the Agent of Wealth Podcast. This is your host, Mark Boudis. On today's show, we're going to dissect the recently passed CARES Act stimulus package. The bill was about 800 pages long, and there's definitely a lot of confusion out there on what relief is available and how to get it. I'm going to break the podcast up into two parts. On this one, we're going to cover the act specifically as it applies to individuals. And on the next podcast, we're going to cover the provisions for small businesses. You can listen to that episode at agentofwealth.com backslash 43 or on the same app that you found this one. It's a mammoth $2 trillion package. And if you include all the loan provisions in there, it's upwards of $6 trillion. By far the largest stimulus package ever passed. On the individual side, we're going to cover the rebate checks, changes to unemployment insurance, changes to how you can access the funds in your retirement account, and relief for student borrowers. So first, on the recovery rebate checks, these are estimated to reach over 90% of taxpayers. And these are the checks that everyone's been hearing about. They're provided as a refundable advanced tax credit against your 2020 taxes. And I'll explain what that means in a second. The amount is $1,200 for individuals, $2,400 for married couples, and an additional $500 per child under age 17. So a single taxpayer with one child would be eligible for $1,200 plus $500, so $1,700 of a refundable credit. A single taxpayer with two young children would be eligible for a $2,200 credit. A married couple, on the other hand, with one child who file a joint return would be eligible for up to 2900 while that same couple with four children would receive a $4,400 credit. And notice that I said it's for dependents under the age of 17. So if you, you are a dependent older than that or if you have dependents that older than that, they're not going to be eligible for a, for a check. And it's phased out based on your AGI and filing status. If you're married filing jointly, once your income is over $150,000, it starts to phase out. If you file as a head of household, it starts to phase out after $112,000. And for any other filers, it's $75,000. And mostly this would fall under classified as single filers in this bucket. So the way it phases out, for every $100 of additional income over those thresholds that I just mentioned above, you lose $5 of the check. On the episode webpage, which is agentofwealth.com backslash 42, I'll include a calculator so you can plug in your, specifically your numbers and you can see if you'll be receiving a check and for what amount that check would be. And if you don't know what your AGI is offhand, you can pull up your tax return, which is, you know, you just want to look for form 1040 and it's listed on line seven of your tax uh, tax return. So that these income thresholds, they're based on your latest tax return filed which could be 2019 or 2018. So if you filed already for, for this year or for last year's taxes, it would be 2019. Otherwise, they're going to use 2018's tax return. So you want to look at um, really what your income was in, in those two years, 2019, 2018. And if 2019 is less and it puts you under the threshold, then you want to hurry up and file your 2019 tax return. So I think that's the one of the, the there there's a couple of confusing aspects of it related around the year. So first it's it's the latest one, but there's a there's confusion on how 
long you have to f- bef- uh, before to file that if you're going to hurry up and file 2019 before they start sending out the, the stimulus checks. But like I said, if 2019 was less and it put you under the threshold, hurry up and get 2019 out there. Um, another one of the confusing aspects of it is, well, someone may have had good income in 2018 or 2019, and they may have lost their job now or may have less income now. Now is when they need the check. Why isn't this based off of 2020's income? And that's because um, you had, no one's filed their 2020 tax return. And this technically is a tax credit on your 2020 tax return. It's just given to you. Um, it's an advanced tax credit that's given to you. So what will happen is if you don't do not qualify, if your income phases you out of 2018 and 2019, yet your income is a lot less in 2020, you'll still get the check. You're just not going to get it until um, you file your 2020 tax return, which is probably sometime in April of 2021. So, you know, it's it's a little bit wrinkle and it, it's going to cause some headaches because people need the income now. They don't need it in uh, a year, you know, a year from from now. Many t- taxpayers are going to see the, the, the income decreased in, in 2020. However, the reverse is also true as as well. So there's no clawback on the excess payment when you file 2020. So let's take the example of your income was low in 2018, low in 2019, but high in 2020 for some reason. I mean, it would be a little bit against the grain, but the the IRS is not going to take back that $1,200 check because your your income in 2020 disqualifies you disqualified you from from that advanced uh, check that you got. So the the tax credit is to be paid out as soon as possible. However, it, we're probably not uh, going to start receiving these until May. So uh, Social Security recipients are going to receive these where they get their Social Security checks. So there's no age limit or threshold, and you don't have to be working to receive it. It's really as long as you fall under those income limits, you will receive a check. Others will receive it in their direct deposit if you're set up with the IRS that the same place that you receive your 2018 or 2019 tax refund, if you received one, if they have your direct deposit info on file, you'll receive it there. Otherwise, they're going to send a check to the last known address that they have. So these are coming down the road. Okay, the next topic I want to talk about was uh, unemployment compensation. So it's no surprise that when you enforce social distancing and quarantining, there's going to be a lot of people who lose their jobs. In the most recent jobs report, there were 3.3 million job claims. And that's up the week before where it was 285,000. So their projections that it could get as high as 40 million unemployed people, which is a lot of people. Um, you know, especially when you take it from where uh, the economy was almost running full throttle with um, with people working. So the, the CARES Act has put in place unemployment unsh- insurance on steroids. In addition to the normal unemployment compensation, which differs state to state. So unemployment is a state-run program, and they're, they're all different. What I'm um, in New Jersey, what New Jersey provides as unemployment compensation is different than what New York provides or what Massachusetts provides. So there's been, but on top of that, there's been an expansion on who is eligible for unemployment compensation, the amount of compensation that someone will receive, and how long those benefits will last. So let's break down those those three areas. So the first one is there's something called a pandemic unemployment assistance, and this is for self-employed individuals who are they're generally ineligible for unemployment compensation benefits. Um, you know, technically you can't fire yourself or you previously you, you weren't able to fire yourself and then go and collect unemployment insurance. Now, the federal government has made uh, a pandemic unemployment insurance 
where people, self-employed people are eligible for up to 39 weeks of benefits via this pr- provision. So even if you're self-employed and your income's been uh, hit by this, you, you will be eligible for unemployment. The next thing is Uncle Sam will cover unemployment for the first week of unemployment. In uh, Generally, individuals are they're ineligible to receive unemployment benefits the first week that they're unemployed. And this essentially amounts to an elimination period, which is meant to encourage people to try and get another job quickly so they avoid that week of, of without income. And, you know, the elimination period, is, it's really comparable to on the, on the insurance side of, you know, how long you, you know, you can look at it from like a disability insurance policy of how long you have to be disabled before you can start collecting disability benefits. And that's really put in place to make sure you're really disabled. But in this case, the federal government is going to provide the states the funds to start providing unemployment compensation benefits immediately without that normal one-week period. The next one is that the regular unemployment compensation is bumped up by $600 per week. This is another federal, you know, piece of the federal bud, um, stimulus plan, but it provides states with the ability to, un- uh, to increase their unemployment benefits by up to $600 per week for up to four months. So this can dr- this is really going to dramatically increase the amount of money an individual it's entitled to receive. The average weekly unemployment benefit nationwide is under $400. So now a lot of people are going to see their unemployment checks increase by 150% based off of the the CARES Act. And this is this is really the part of the bill that briefly stalled uh, legislation in the Senate because there was concern by some legislators that with the enhanced payments some people would actually make more money collecting unemployment insurance than they would by returning to work. And I think this is definitely the case because if you look at it, if someone, if the average unemployment benefit was $400 a week and you, you tack on another uh, $600, they are looking at $1,000 a week, $50, $2,000 a year. Um, I know it's not, they're not going to receive the benefits for the full year, but uh, there's the average um, salary in the U.S. is not $52,000. So that's definitely going to be, be the, the case. Um, so it's, it is, was a valid concern, but it's one that they got passed and, you know, an effort to move the bill forward and, and get the assistance to people who needed it. So next is, is time. And what this is, is, is the unemployment compensation. It's, it's extended by another 13 weeks. So what this is, we, we don't know how long the impact of the virus is going to last, but this provision gives people an additional quarter. So an additional three months of receiving benefits. And then there's also um, the last piece of the unemployment compensation that I wanted to talk about is there's some incentives to create short-time compensation programs. And what this is, it's your employer previously may have said, well, we're not going to fire you. We're not going to lay you off. Um, and if we did, you'd be eligible for unemployment insurance. We're just going to reduce your hours. And you'd have less hours worked, less income, and not be eligible for unemployment insurance. So part of the provision is um, so employees have seen their hours cut um, or have had an income drop in, but are still employed, they'll be eligible for, for um, different types of, of compensation programs as, as well. Okay, the next section I wanted to talk about were uh, coronavirus-related distributions from your retirement accounts. And it's, it's really specifically if you're under 59 and a half. Um, but it's also there. There are some provisions that um, even if you are over that age, you could you could utilize. So, what happens now is you can take up to a hundred thousand dollars of a, of a distribution from an IRA or an employer plan. It must be done in 2020. So that includes January 1st, 2020. So you can do it on a distribution that you've taken earlier before you know the the impact of the virus came, or it can be done later later in the year. 
But this distribution has to be because of you either have been diagnosed with COVID-19, your spouse has been diagnosed with COVID-19, you've experienced adverse financial consequences as a result of being quarantined, furloughed, laid off, having work hours reduced, you're unable to work because you have no childcare that you can do, you own a business that's closed or operated or reduced hours, or you meet some other reason that the IRS decides that it's okay. So as you can see, um, being able to take advantage of this distribution, it's it's pretty broadly available. But the benefit, or why would someone take a distribution? As part of the CARES Act, it's exempt from the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So if you were if you're under 59 and a half and you, you take a distribution, normally you have to pay a 10% penalty on that distribution. So the 10% penalty is waived. You still will owe tax on the distribution. So as an example, if you take a distribution of $100,000 and you're in the uh, 20% tax bracket, um, you know, normally you'd only walk away with with uh, $80,000 if you pay your taxes, minus $10,000 of the penalty, $70,000. So now you're 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 um, you know you're going to walk away with you're going to come out of it with $80,000. But more on this in a second. Uh, so this distribution it, it actually has another benefit that it can be repaid over three years, beginning on the date that you've you received the distribution. What that means is you can effectively roll this distribution back into your account. And as long as you do it in three years, you won't have to pay tax nor that 10% penalty. So it's effectively a three-year interest rate loan, you know, a, a no interest loan that you're able to take on your on your retirement account. And like I said, it has a max of $100,000. So even if your retirement account has $500,000 in it, you can only do this distribution for $100,000. But if there's two, you know two spouses that each have $100,000 in, in an IRA, you each can take out $100,000. So now that's you have the ability to put the money back in and not have to pay the tax or the penalty. If you need the money and you have no way of paying it back in, the distribution is taxable. So you have to pay tax on it, but you can spread that tax out over three years. So that means let's say you take out your $100,000 uh, this year and it results in $20,000 worth of taxes. You can spread that $20,000 out in your 2020 tax return, 2021 tax return, and 2022 tax return. It does not have to be all be paid in 2020, although you do want to look at what your income is going to be in 2020. There's a chance that it'll be less and you may be in a lower tax bracket. And therefore, if, if possible, it may make sense to pay it all back this year rather than spreading it out. But normally, um, whenever you can defer paying taxes or spread out taxes, uh, paying back on something, it makes sense to do so. There's also some enhancements to loans from employer plans. So normally, you're allowed to take out, the way a loan works from like a 401k or 403b is you're allowed to take out 50% of the vested balance in the 401k up to a max of $50,000. However, as part of the CARES Act, that maximum loan amount has been increased to $100,000. And it's 100% of the vested balance that you can use. So if you have a 401k worth $100,000, you are allowed to take a, a loan out of $100,000. That it, It's no longer 50% of the vested balance. Um, so it's a pretty good option. And then also you can, if you have an existing loan or, or take out a loan, delay payments back to that loan for, for one year. So it's just giving you some time to catch up. To you know, hopefully this uh, the the impact of the virus passes soon, um, and we all get back to to working and and back to the economy as normal. Uh, so it does give you some time to get back on normal footing and then start making payments back on the on the loan. 
But I want to talk about, um, you know, th- these provisions are great that it, it's, it, you know, and it's also like a continuation of the SECURE Act that was passed in December where they're trying to give more people more access to their retirement accounts, more control over them. And this just, you know, furthers it a lot more. Um, you know, the SECURE Act was just a normal act that's passed. This is obviously in, you know, unprecedented times on why they're passing this and why people would need the money. But you have to be careful about taking money out of your retirement account. So as you probably realize, it will impact your retirement. I get that we need to, you know, paying bills now and putting food on the table is is critical. But you just want to look at, you know, everything else that's going on with retirement and what the actual impact will be over the the long term. The other negative of taking a distribution now is because what's happened in the market in the past month, some of the investments in the in your account that your your IRA or your 401k that you're taking the distribution from, they may be at a lower value now. So the theory is you want to you'd want to give those investments time to recover, which historically when we enter bear markets, when we enter recessions, they do recover, it just takes time. However, if you're if you're selling now or if you're liquidating those investments now to take a distribution, Potentially, you're not you're not going to give it time to recover, um, so you may be selling at at lows. And how I've been working with people on this: should they take a distribution or not? Is really breaking it down in, in terms of you look at what your monthly expenses are, what is the income that you have coming in, and then you want to look at a conservative or worst case scenario of what happens if I'm not able to work for one month, three months, six months nine months, 12 months, and really look at, well, all right, this is the income I have coming in. This is what I would have from unemployment insurance or from other sources. And you want to just list the other places where you can pull money from. And, you know, these 401ks and IRAs, they're one of these uh, of the sources. And then you want to prioritize. You want to look at liquidity, taxes, the investments in there. And from there, you build up your, your plan on how you're going to access your funds or how you're going to pay your bills over the over the short term. The next piece on the on the retirement side that I wanted to talk about are uh, required minimum distributions are waived in 2020. Um, so they're suspended for 2020. This includes IRAs and employer retirement accounts. This was your first year that you were supposed to take an RMD. You don't have to take it this year, and your next one you'd have to take is by December 31st, 2021. It also suspends RMDs on any beneficiary IRAs or stretch IRAs. And what I've been telling people is if you don't need the money. Uh, keep it in the retirement plan. There's a there's a benefit for letting it sit there. It's an extra year that you're able to defer tax on it. But if you do need the money, or if you have it earmarked for something, then go ahead and take it. There's um, you know you're not prohibited from taking a distribution. The government is just giving you that option to keep it in there a little bit longer to try and build it up. And you know essentially what you're doing is you're not paying the tax on it on it this year. And then also there's some relief for student borrowers. So if anyone has a federal student loan, your payments can be deferred until September 30th of this year. So it's basically essentially giving you a, a six-month window where you don't have to pay your student loan. And what's the added benefit on it is that no interest will accrue during the uh, the interim. So if, if you have 10000 on the balance now and September 30th, you'll still have 10000 left on the balance. Um, but there's also other other benefits of it as well. So if you're part of any of the forgiveness programs, which is it's a PSLF acronym, so that's this six months still counts towards that. Again, just like the RMDs, the required payments are suspended. But if you want to make a payment, you're not prohibited to to doing so. Um, there's going to be the in, the involuntary debt collections on the federal student loans are suspended. If you're gonna if you're part of the forgiveness program and if you're gonna have your student loan debt waived, there's really no reason to pay more of it now. Um, so I would, you know, take advantage of that. But the only thing is, 
you have to be proactive to to stop the payment. Um, normally, if you do not do anything, your loan will try and collect money and send you invoices just like it will. You have to proactively call your uh, your student loan, whoever where your student loan is held, and and tell them you want to take advantage of the 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 six month uh, delay in it. Um, so with a bill like this, it's impossible to make everyone happy. Actually, I mean, there are still people unhappy with the bailout in 2009. Also, what's going to now, you know, this this passed uh, just last Friday. So now the execution on it is going to be is going to be challenging. Just getting checks out to everyone. The, um, you know, the unemployment, and the, the rumor is that the unemployment site crashed uh, a couple times already, a massive scale project to see if everything can can scale on this. So I'm keeping a web page at boutisfinancial.com coronavirus. Whereas things get flushed out with the stimulus package, I'll update it there. I'll include links on how to apply for all of the, the benefits on all of this. I have calculators, how to determine how much of a check you'll receive. The other thing, too, I, I didn't mention, but so it's not part of the, of the federal CARES Act, is most banks work with you, um, you know, in terms of whether you have credit card debt or, or mortgage payments that you need to, to suspend. Um, you know, they're, you're, you're not, they're not going to waive your mortgage. But what I've heard them doing is they'll they'll tack on you know for let's say three months ninety days they'll instead of, you won't have to pay your mortgage but what they'll do is they'll tack it on to the back end of the mortgage and you know depending upon what your situation is that that may be something that that can help you get through at least these these three you know next three months and then you know it's gonna we're gonna take it from there there's this stimulus package like I said it's it's an enormous one but there's still there's questions coming up already is is it gonna be enough. And they're already talking about that Congress is working on another stimulus package um, that at some point may, may come out. So I'm a financial advisor. I may not be your financial advisor. So I recommend talking to your tax or financial advisor about how the bill impacts you, what of it you can you can take advantage of. Of course, anyone has any questions on it, I'd be, you know, on, on what you should be doing financially right now, I'd be happy to talk. The I think the two most important questions that people should really try to answer are you know, first, am I going to have any problems paying my expenses in the short term? Um, you know, and like I said earlier, you want to project out those conservative scenarios in terms of how long the virus lasts, how long you're going to be out of work, quarantine. And obviously, we don't know for sure any of this, but, um, you know, you just want to look at what the impact of your, you know, is going to be to your income. And then the second thing that you should be, you know, at least asking yourself are, are my long-term goals still on track? So you want to look at, you know, if you had a plan that you're retiring by this time with this much money and it's going to cover this much income, you want to know is that still the case? And you know, I talk about retirement, but it's really any other any goal that you're you're trying to do. So, like I said, um, you know, you can reach out to me through my website, bowdisfinancial.com. There is a link on the top right for schedule a call, and I'd be happy to to talk to anyone about um, you know any questions they have. So thank you for listening. And like I said, the next episode is going to be on the business side of the the CARES package. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boutis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial planning and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investments and financial planning.